Greetings, everyone. Happy holidays. John here. And thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to my podcast. And for those of you who are new, Vacation Rental and Airbnb Mastery is a daily podcast with bite-sized, actionable lessons you can use to grow your short-term rental business. I have helped hundreds of hosts grow from complete beginners into profitable Airbnb super hosts. And I draw from my experience running one of the largest and fastest growing turnover platforms, also running a successful vacation rental management company that was later acquired. All of the harsh lessons, triumphs, as well as failures I experienced will be shared with you on the show so you can speed up your learning curve. So complaints are a huge part of hosting on Airbnb, having a vacation rental. We're in the hospitality industry. Therefore, there will always be a guest that is unsatisfied. It's our job and our duty as hosts and as vacation rental owners to make sure we listen and then we fix the problem because the guest is spending a lot of money with us and this may be their only vacation all year. So it's important that we listen and fix the problems that they're having. Here are the top five Airbnb complaints and how to deal with them simply and effectively. The number one complaint on Airbnb is cleanliness. Although overall on the platform, cleaning reviews are pretty stellar. The number one reason your guests will complain is because your your home just isn't clean enough or the cleaner took shortcuts, they didn't do a deep enough clean in the home, or it's just not up to snuff. It's not up to the standard that they wanted when they booked your place. Cleaning, it's important to listen to everything that the guest says. Even if you inspect the unit personally, or you trust your housekeeper, you still need to listen to the guests and hear them out. Maybe there is some truth and validity to what they're saying. If they're saying that the beds have hair on them, there probably is hair on the bed. If they're saying the floors, their feet are black after they walked on your floors because there were tons of dirt and, and spots on the floor, that's probably true. So it's important to first listen, think, reflect, and then respond. Usually offering to send your housekeeping team back to correct any of these cleaning issues in a timely manner will suffice. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the guest doesn't want the cleaner back there, and then they will ask for a refund or compensation. It's important to stand firm and hold your ground with this because giving the whole clean feedback, is, it's a huge loss. And you as a host have to pay for a cleaning team to turn over the unit, regardless if the guest is 100% satisfied or not. So unless there was a huge cleaning miss, like the clean just wasn't done at all or not properly or nothing was washed, no, you shouldn't have to refund the guest part of the clean fee. You have to stand firm and say politely, my cleaner can be on the way within minutes of your permission to fix these issues for you. And that should suffice. Sometimes a guest will threaten a retaliatory review if you don't refund them. And then you should definitely reach out to Airbnb support and let them know that that's being done. But usually nine times out of 10, if you say that you're going to fix something sincerely and you do it, the guests will be okay with it. Yes, they are going to be a bit inconvenienced and you may want to offer a partial credit, maybe 25% of the clean fee or their first night as um, a way to appreciate their patience with you fixing the issue that they're having. You will eventually get a cleaning complaint. It doesn't mean your housekeeper is bad. Some people are really picky. Some people are really anal retentive. Some people just have different standards. Maybe your cleaner didn't do a perfect job that time. So it will happen. It's important to keep a cool and level head and respond professionally, offer your sincere appreciation for their feedback, and then give them the corrective action and then follow up to make sure that the cleaning is done right. The second most common complaint I hear is about amenities. 
that when they check in, there's not enough toilet paper. There's not enough soap. There's not enough paper towel or trash bags. This is really dependent on the host, what kind of accommodation you are. If you're economy and you're a super affordable rental, it's completely fine to, in your initial email, let the guests know what to expect. How much toilet paper is there? How much paper towel? Literally a list of what you put out every time. If you send it to them and say, hey, we don't have toothpaste, we don't have makeup remover, we don't have um, detergent, you may want to bring that with you. You're letting them know before they come to the rental that they're going to have to prepare for this. Most of the disappointment comes when you're not communicating this to them and they expect it. That's their expectation. But then when they get to the house, there's only one small roll of toilet paper. There's no soap. And then they have to go out, drive to Walmart, drive to Target and buy what they need, cutting into their valuable vacation time, right? You want to set expectations before they even drive down there or take a plane down there. That way they know how to properly prepare for their vacation. If you have the budget for it, it's sometimes just easier just to leave a lot of toilet paper, a lot of paper towel, plenty of soap, plenty of trash bags, plenty of resources for the guest. In Florida, it's high traffic, lots of turnover. So a lot of hosts don't do that because the guest will take it home with them. <laughs> they'll be driving, I don't know, to Tennessee, and they'll basically take all the extras that was for the next guest and take it home with them. So for that reason, it's not always a great idea to do that. And maybe it's best to go in the middle and instead of not supplying enough, supply a good amount. So maybe three rolls of toilet paper per bathroom instead of leaving 10 or 12. It's completely up to you, but you do want to make sure you set expectations up front with the guests before they travel to your property. Number three is communication. A lot of the times a guest will be kind of upset with your lack of communication or your response time. Um, if they have tons of questions and you're not very responsive, if you respond to them every two or three days, that'll kind of scare the guests because they don't know if when they travel to you, they're going to be served and helped. And maybe you have a, like a self-servicing unit and you don't really offer any sort of concierge or help. However, you still need to be pretty responsible with communicating with your guests because just replying to an email or an Airbnb message, it will suffice. It will be enough. But so often we hear from the guests that they weren't happy with like the kind of communication they got. And they were kind of left in the dark when they traveled. They had issues with like the air conditioning, issues with um, heating, issues with plumbing, but the host didn't respond for a day or two. Or the AC clunked out, the host didn't respond till the next day and they were hot. So things like that could really ruin a guest stay and ruin your review score and chances of scoring new bookings in the future. So you definitely want to make sure you're communicating timely I'd say within one or two hours of them responding, minutes if you can, if you have access to a smartphone and it's okay with you, responding in minutes is even better. But you definitely want to make sure you're on top of your communication game to avoid these complaints. Communication also fixes almost any problem. So if you do develop an issue with the guest, if you properly listen, use your active listening skills, actually understand what they're saying, be sympathetic, and then respond and communicate with your guest. You can fix so many problems before you get out of hand. Finding the property and parking is the fourth biggest complaint I hear. Like maybe they have three cars, but there's only one parking spot. If you don't explain that you only have one parking spot, they're going to be kind of ticked off when they get to your rental because they don't have anywhere to park. Or if you don't explain on the street, they tow cars overnight and then the guests assume they can park on the street because there's not enough parking in your driveway and they get towed and you didn't explain it to them. It's kind of your responsibility as a host too. So you definitely want to explain and make sure they understand the parking rules. That's why it's good to have a rental agreement and a welcome book, welcome email sent prior to when they get there, because then they can understand what to expect for parking. 
Same with locating the property. I'll tell you a little story. I was driving in Puerto Rico. I wanted to do a weekend getaway in this beautiful beach town, Rincon, right? And when I drove there, I drove all the way over there on the GPS, right? The coordinates that were in the Airbnb listing, they took me all the way up a mountain. Uh, my significant other, she's freaking out because we're going way up a mountain. It looks super dangerous. And there, lo and behold, it was the wrong coordinate. So that already gave us a bad first impression because we are in the middle of the night, kind of scared, really high up somewhere we've never been before. And it really ruined our first impression of the place. So for you people that have a hard to reach location, it's so important to be really communicative and explain how to get to the property in your initial emails and make sure that the guest gets there. That way, the guest will be thrilled with your communication and leave you a five-star review. The fifth biggest complaint is noise. There's a community. It's a resort community with a lazy river, basketball courts. It's right by a lake. It's called Story Lake Resort in Kissimmee, Florida. It's like minutes away from Walt Disney World Parks. And the homes are really nice, new construction, luxurious kind of for Florida standards. And everyone's under the impression this is like such a family-friendly resort um, that it's really quiet. And then as soon as the 4th of July rolls around or there's any sort of holiday weekend, that place is a party. It's so loud. It's such a big party. Everyone's having fun. But for someone trying to get away to nature and be in Orlando with their family, a nice quiet vacation, it's not the best place to book. So a lot of the times, if you don't explain noise levels in your property description, in your welcome email, it's best to even let them know about noise levels during holidays before they even book. Guests will be disappointed because you will miss expectations. If, they're, if you're like saying it's quiet, tranquility, really relaxing in the description, in the headline, but they get there and it's noisy and lots of music and people screaming and having fun, they're getting the opposite of what they were bargaining for. So wherever you are, if there's any noise issues on the holidays, on the weekends, um, from construction going on, if you have a new development and they're building all the time, you need to let your guests know ahead of time even if you're afraid it's going to scare people away because it's better to be upfront and let the guests know what they're actually getting than have them upset with you and then you're going to just get negative reviews and have a bad experience arguing with them. You don't want that. Just be upfront with noise levels. Make sure that you identify those noise levels upfront and then you have a way to help them if noise gets out of control. So if you weren't aware of noise and it was a regular place and then there's a party next door, you want to be able to call the local authorities or the HOA to help you with that noise complaint. There's definitely more ways that guests complain, but this episode was just supposed to explain how to conquer those top five. If you want to hear about a way to fix another complaint um, that you're having, I'd love to hear your story. If you just don't know how to respond to a particular guest issue, I'd love to hear about it so I can teach it on the show. So please reach out to me by email. My email will be in the show notes. If you're liking this daily show and you want to share your story and share your Airbnb experience, or your vacation rental, please reach out to me by email, john, J-O-H-N at vacationhomehelp.com. I'm looking for a few volunteers, a few hosts that want to share with our listeners some of their top tips, tricks, and wisdom and experiences in hopes that we can listen, learn, and grow together as a community. I hope you enjoyed this short episode. If you haven't subscribed to my weekly newsletter, there's a lot of cool stuff there. I give away freebies like welcome templates, rental agreement templates, pricing tools, and much, much more. I don't send spam. I only send the good stuff. So if you go to vacationhomehelp.com slash podcast and enter your email, I'll send lots of those exclusives your way each and every week. Support the show. 
please let me know how your listening experience has been so far. You can leave me a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I read them all and I take them very seriously. I want to improve this listening experience for you. And if you want to hear more of a particular topic, that's a great place to let me know. Alternatively, you can reach out to me at john at vacationhomehelp.com. My email will be in the show notes if you want to get in contact with me. Until tomorrow, friends, take care.